What's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas Podcast. It is just Lucas and Tyler hanging out with you on this Friday episode. Tyler got a Coors. I got, I just got some water. I'm hydrating at this time of night, mostly because I don't have beer in my fridge right now. Well, I, I'm hydrating too, according to some people, but it's better water. I would, uh, I would gladly take your better water over uh, just plain water right now, but I also need plain water in me. I don't drink enough of that. <laughs> Everyone needs some regular water in their life. Go buy yourself some H2O. Go fill up your water bottle with some tap water right now and hydrate kids. What a weird way to start an episode. Um, <laughs> probably one of our most obscure ones yet. We're recording. It's like nine o'clock at night. <laughs> it's getting late. It's getting late. We are Tyler. we are we are working men. We do not have time. Well, no, we do have time to be recording at nine o'clock at night. But you know what? We still love it anyway. We love it anyway. We love it anyway. We're proud to bring you another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas podcast. Look, we're we're hoping to keep this episode short and sweet today. Uh, just Tyler and Lucas again. Cameron is still out this week. He will be back next week um, for our next divisional breakdown and our other podcast next week as well. We got some sleeper picks for you this week. Some early sleeper candidates for fantasy football this year. Players who uh, we think the community may be sleeping on a little bit. Um, not saying they're going to be like astronomically great, but you know what? The community might not be talking about them enough. So we got uh, some some sleepers that are going in every single draft right now. So some late round guys. But then we also have some deep, deep uh, sleepers as well who will likely go undrafted. But you should absolutely be keeping tabs on as we go into the season this year. So um, looking forward to that. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of mailbag at the end of the episode as well. That's going to be fun. We always enjoy a little bit of mailbag answering some fan questions. So uh, you won't want to miss that at the end of the episode either. Look, I don't want to beat around the bush, Tyler. You want to just dive right into our sleeper picks? Let's do it. Normally, we do like a you know like a, a fun question of the day, uh, a, a, some news and notes to start the podcast. Look, with nothing's happened within uh, not nothing, but I, I shouldn't say that we're pre-recording this podcast, so I can't say nothing's happened. But like the odds of something happening between the time you listen to the previous podcast and this podcast that's coming out on Friday, odds are nothing's gone on in between. Um, and it doesn't feel right to do a mailbag at the beginning. I'd rather do a mailbag at the end because then we can spend more as much time on mailbag as we need to. So um, let's just dive into sleeper picks. Let's dive in to those sleeper picks now. Insert transition. Nailed it. <laughs> All around you. I feel like it's like the movie theater, like rock and surround sound, oh, right? Yeah. Right. If only we could get that. At any rate, uh, we're going to die. Oh, in. you know, hey, you know how you can help us out by getting that? Oh, how could I forget? Fantasy Football Fellas Draft Guide out for 2022. $5 Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. Include your email when you send us that $5. We want to send you the draft guide upon your payment. Uh, yeah, you can do that using the links in our social media bios projections on over 200 players this year. 
And you get that from all three of us. We don't like, this isn't like a conglomeration of like, you know what? We all think Nick Chubb will average this many touches. No, we all have our own opinions all on one place. And one guide for you to go um, check out and include with your ranking. So um, go get yourself uh, the fancy football fellas draft guide. $5. That's it. It's well worth your $5. It's probably worth more than $5. Honestly, uh, you can use that $5 Venmo cash app, PayPal, use the link in our social media bios for that. Let's uh, let's dive in, let's dive into these sleepers. We have some normal sleepers. We have some deep sleepers as well. As I mentioned, some guys that are going in every, every single draft, some guys that are going like round 10 or later. That's kind of what we used as the qualifier for like a quote unquote normal sleeper. Um, anybody who's going round 10 or later, but then for these deep sleepers, these are guys who are going undrafted who have a chance to produce fantasy relevant numbers this year that we really like. So Tyler, I'm just going to start with you. Who is your sleeper that is still going in fantasy drafts, but is going later than round 10 and has uh, a good chance to outperform his ADP currently? Mr. This player actually has a great first name. He has one of the best first names ever, ever, ever. I didn't even put two and two together. It's Mr. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. I like it. I like this. And I try to pause for people to be like, oh, is he going to say Tyler Lockett? No, Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd. Currently going as the wide receiver 51 in fantasy drafts right now. That is low. Do you know where he finished last year? Uh, He was, I want to say like wide receiver 33. Wide receiver 33. One. Oh, I was so close. Oh man. Wide receiver 31. The man scored double digit points in 10 out of his 16 games last year as the wide receiver three in the Bengals offense. Oh brother. Oh brother. Oh brother his is right. Final, his final stat line of the year was 67 receptions on 94 targets. And a little over 800 yards and five touchdowns. That is a pretty solid stat line for a wide receiver three. I'm just going to say it. It's a very solid stat line for a wide receiver three. So currently right now as a wide receiver 51, he's, he's going in like late 10th, early 11th kind of range. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's going to be outliers to say like he goes in the ninth round or in the 12th round or whatever, but like consensus is like 10th, 11th. If you're getting Tyler Boyd in the 10th or 11th in, in not just Tyler Boyd, but if you're getting a wide receiver that is getting nearly a hundred targets in the 10th or 11th round, even that in win in general, but still getting 100 targets, backing up Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and getting 100 targets. Win. Win. And uh, look, you know, God forbid one of those two guys I mentioned earlier get hurt. But if it does happen, Tyler Boyd becomes an instant starter in your fantasy lineup. Instant 100%. starter. 100%. So, Tyler Boyd. Um, I was gonna come. I was gonna come in with a bit of a hot take. It does. It's. It doesn't. It's not count a divisional toward, breakdown episode. I was gonna what? say it doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. You know. It doesn't count to the 
divisional breakdown hot take but i kind of like the value of tyler boyd more than the value of t higgins at the moment <laughs> oh, 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 oh brother we get that, that was that's hotter than your rashad bateman take you should have made that you should have made that uh tuesday's hot or wednesday's hot take i i know i know but i i he he, he i didn't really he, which is which is well, so I think the reason why I didn't say it is because I currently have Tyler Boyd as my wide receiver 57. <laughs> so right after this episode, I'm going right into my rankings and I'm building that sucker right up because yeah, that that does not that's not a good look. No, but I mean, but this is the thing with when we stat out players, right? All of a sudden we can look at players around these guys and say, actually, you know what? Why do I have Tyler Boyd only projected for 85 targets, 95 targets when he could see 105 this year, but then all the guys around him are seeing like 110. That doesn't seem right. What's going on here. You can tweak it accordingly bring, bring Boyd up that way. Uh, but also just reevaluating touchdowns and targets and doing other analysis, right? Like, these projections are not permanent. That's why we change them literally every day. You get that as part of the draft guide. You get our most up-to-date ranks. So um, $5 using the link in any of our social media bios. Um, yeah, no, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, you named a value on a player and you said, you know what? My rankings don't reflect it. However, they will shortly because I do believe <laughs> Tyler Boy can be a value. And this is the thing with projections. We stat everybody out for 17 games. We realize not everybody's going to play 17 games. Um, it's why I have Saquon Barkley as my running back 10 right now. Okay. I'm not taking him as my running back 10, but I am saying like, if he plays a full 17 games with the volume I'm expecting him to get, that's where he'll probably finish. So at any rate, at any rate, I love Tyler Boyd. I think that's a great sleeper pick. I don't think enough people are talking about him and putting respect on what he could do this year. My sleeper, this is uh, this is a good one. I'm all over this player this year. I can't believe the disrespect he's getting from the fantasy football community. I don't know how in the world people are letting him slide this far in fantasy drafts. I think it's just absolutely, it, it's an abomination of this player. Uh, we are purposely sabotaging this player's value because a team decided to pay him money. A man went out and got his bag. And we say he sucks now. What? I'm out. <laughs> the amount of comments that I've gone on our video on TikTok about this player saying, yeah, they definitely paid him for nothing is absurd. Casuals. I'm just kidding. I, I, I love you all. Nobody's a casual who listens to this podcast. We are enlightening you. Uh, it, it's 9.30. Look, I'm getting tired. I'm, I'm Filters off at this point. Filters off. Um, <laughs> I'm talking Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Currently going as the wide receiver 44 after coming off of the season where he finished as the wide receiver 26. People say he went from Kyler to Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville. That's not good. You're right. It's not. It's not great. 
until you recognize that Doug Peterson runs this uh, West Coast RPO hybrid, which favors the slot wide receiver, right? It favors those quick, short, snappy passes, um, efficient passes. That's what Doug Peterson likes to use. Kirk saw 80% of his snaps from the slot last season. 80% of the, 80% of the snaps he took were from the slot. That's great going into this Doug Peterson offense. He's going to see volume. Uh, and people have said like, oh, it's not a guarantee. They put Kirk in the slot. They're putting him on the outside again. Who else are they going to put in the slot? Marvin Jones is an outside wide receiver. Zay LaVisca Jones is an outside. <laughs> yeah, scare me with LaVisca Chenault. He's behind, the, he's behind uh, Christian Kirk, Marvin Jones, and Zay Jones on the depth chart. I am not concerned about LaVisca Chenault taking snaps in the slot. I think they'll run LaVisca outside. He, LaVisca is built more like an outside wide receiver than Christian Kirk is. So if, if they're going to put LaVisca anywhere, they'll probably have him in a rotation more so with Marvin Jones and Zay Jones. But um, he could steal some some slot work, but I'm not I'm not banking on that. So I think it's pretty likely that they put Christian Kirk in the slot. Okay, so now, Tyler, let me ask you this. Who would you rather have? Would you rather have Nelson Aguilar or Christian Kirk? Uh, currently? Currently. Man, that is such a easy decision. Give me Christian Kirk 10 times out of five. Ten, t- <laughs> ten times out of five and 18 times on Tuesday. <laughs> uh, look, Aguilar was Peterson's slot wide receiver in the 2017 Eagles Super Bowl run. Finished as a top 25 wide receiver that season. Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. Okay. If Christian, if Nelson Aguilar can finish as a top 25 wide receiver in this uh, Doug Peterson offense, so can Christian Kirk. So can Christian Kirk. So uh, this Jaguars offense, look, they're going to be better this year. The Urban Meyer um, experiment was just absolutely a nightmare. It was abysmal. You've, you've got this look on your face. I can't tell what's going on right now. I feel like I'm being sabotaged in my Christian Kirk passion statement. And you're, you're just laughing hysterically. And I have no clue what's going on. I am so sorry. You finished your Christian Kirk love. And I, it is that story tie with Ty. Good thing I was mostly done. I was basically going to say, Christian Kirk will like gross volume his way. Like it won't be pretty volume. It's just going to be disgusting volume. He's going to volume his way to a top 30 finish. The Jaguars paid him to be a key part of this offense. I'll stick him in the slot. Trevor Lawrence will have a reliable, snappy, quick, short passing option. This offense will be efficient this year. Uh, So Christian Kirk as a top 30 play. I'm all in on this year. I believe he's my wide receiver 28 currently going as a wide receiver 44. We got to stop. We got to stop. All right, story time with Ty before we uh, talk about Cameron's uh, sleeper. You're, you're still laughing. You're still laughing. I can't believe this. It, this better be a good story. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so little little context for why I'm absolutely dying over here. Yesterday, we tweeted out on our Twitter page. At, oh, you saw that reply. I saw the notification come up. I didn't actually read it. At FFLs. Okay. Over on Twitter. Over on Twitter. 
We broke down our first mock draft this offseason on the most recent episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows, which was two episodes ago now. Who drafted the best team? And we put up some graphics of the teams that we each drafted. We then responded to our own tweet with a little poll for people to vote with. Someone then re- responded and said Tyler's team is the best, which I I appreciate. And I do believe I do have the best team because I smoked y'all. That's another conversation for another time. Another conversation. <laughs> the same guy in the same tweet then follows <laughs> it up with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so the guy follows it up says tyler's team is the best don't know wtf cam was thinking with mccaffrey hopefully he got him five to seven round which real quick is hilarious in itself because in the graphic right next to the player is the round and the pick that each player was taking at and cam took christian mccaffrey at the 102 we get that some people won't do it we will though I digress. Cameron then responds on his own personal Twitter earlier this evening and says, what do you mean? Why would I pass on the best player in fantasy football? And the guy then responds to him and says, LMAO, you're just another dummy with the crowd. Strike one. Strike two is enjoy him for two to four weeks with a smiley face. That's strike two. Strike three is what's got me and Lucas just rolling. He follows it up by saying, but I don't know football. <laughs> at least he at least he put a little laughing crying emoji at the end of it. Like it's like part of it is just like <laughs> look, I just trolled you. <laughs> But that was really funny, and now I, now we're laughing and good fuck out of it. <laughs> I look, he's probably being sarcastic, right? Because we find ourselves saying that all the time. That like, oh, we're just some mid twenty year old guys that don't know anything about fantasy football, right? Whenever we get called out for something that is actually right. like statistically like fairly accurate. So he may just be be he may be being sarcastic, but when you initially read it. And he is ripping on Cam for one player that he takes, and you initially read, I don't know football though. Sounds a little sus, brother. That's all I have to say. We're off the rails this episode. <laughs> we're off the rails. That was oh man, and oh, we're man. off the rails. That was so funny. So funny. And I know that anyone listening to this probably didn't find it as funny as we did. You heard our initial reaction. Maybe the storytelling kind of put it off a little bit. But it was funny. It was, it was funny. funny for me. It was funny for Lucas. That can get us through the rest of this episode. <laughs> Cameron's normal sleeper, by the way. Russell Gage. Russell Gage going outside the top 50 in fantasy drafts right now, which is absurd. Uh, He's wide receiver two for Tampa start off the year. No Chris Godwin for the first few weeks, most likely Uh, Brady wanted him there, right? Like this is a guy who was producing top 30 fantasy numbers to close out the year last year. Now he goes to a better situation, has the opportunity to probably put up top 30 fantasy numbers again, to start the year, at least Uh, those numbers will likely cool down as, 
Chris Godwin comes back. But uh, yeah, absolutely a guy you want on your team right now, Russell Gage. Absolutely a steal in the later rounds of fantasy drafts. Let's touch on some deep sleepers now, guys who are going undrafted most likely. Uh, we got to clip through these a little bit more quickly because my computer is dying. This is oh, no. So we got to clip through these a little bit. We got a few mailbag questions I want to touch on too. So Tyler, let's talk some deep sleepers here. Uh, guys who are going undrafted, but you absolutely should be keeping tabs on through the first couple of weeks of the season. Who is your candidate? My candidate, I spoiled it in the last episode. You did. It's Mr. It's Mr. Damian Williams of yes. the Atlanta Falcons. I like this you pick know, a lot. Do you know what his current ADP is right now? Uh, I looked at it earlier. I want to say it's like running back 68. You're close again. Running back 70. 70, okay. That makes sense. Tyler Algier who is the rookie running back the Falcons just took in this year's draft. He's currently going as running back 53. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no is correct. Cordero Patterson is still in town, but it's believed that he could see less work in the run game this year and more work in the receiving game just because everyone knows the state of affairs when it comes to the receiving core for the Falcons. And that's and that's not just a, a BS report. Like that's a team writer who is making that based off of observations from many camps and all that stuff. Again, we'll know more, much more about it when July and August roll around and training camp start and preseason games and all that. Yep. But regardless, the the ADP just begs the question. Why do people think that Algier just walks right into the starting job? It is not a guarantee as a fifth-round rookie. It is it's far not. from a guarantee. It's not. So, and I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that Damian Williams really hasn't been, like, a relevant player in the past, like, two years when it comes to fantasy football because he sat out in 2020. Then he was kind of, like, the third-string guy in Chicago's offense last year, and, like, no one – really took note of that but back in 2019 when Mr. Damian Williams was still on the Kansas City Chiefs he finished as a running back 38 with 111 attempts almost 500 yards and five touchdowns on top of that he had 30 receptions 37 targets a little over 200 yards and two touchdowns can catch the rock a little bit can catch the rock a little bit Here's the thing. Everyone's going to go, oh, that's running back 38. Like, okay, okay, sure. Like running back 70, 38. Like, yeah, sure, whatever. What about it? He only played 11 games that year. He averaged 12.8 fantasy points a game. That was good for running back 24 based off of points per game. Okay, okay. The man is going to be the featured back in Atlanta. Not saying that Cordero won't take carries because I think he still will. But when you're looking for the true running back of this football team, it is Damian Williams. Now I have to add in a bit of a clarification, not a clarification, but kind of a, uh, a, a caveat. Does he have the potential to be taken over by Algier later on in the season? 
Absolutely. He absolutely does. But here's the thing. So do the majority of the like deep sleepers and guys that you don't draft in your drafts. Yep. So having him as a running back five or something, or, you know, being the waiver ad of the week after week one, because that's when he's going to really kind of show people that like, he does have a good chunk of work in this offense. He will outperform his ADP. I a hundred percent agree with that. I think I have, I think I have Tyler Algier slightly being out Damian Williams in work, but I'm not confident in that at all. And if Damian Williams comes out and not dominates backfield touches, but again, they're going to give Cordero less running back touches this year. So if Damian Williams sees pretty much all those, like I think it's possible he becomes like a, a, a death piece for you at running back, like a death piece running back, which is something you should be keeping tabs on for a lot of these undrafted guys. Who is someone that could likely be a depth piece on my bench if someone were were to miss time who can i slot into my lineup um i think i think that's a great pick i'm gonna speak this one into existence uh i'm gonna go ahead and get my shovel and you can just call me uh you can call him i'm I'm working my shift at the graveyard here graveyard here i'm going to go dig up somebody from the dead uh, because this man has been left for dead in fantasy drafts, mostly because of, of last year, which I, I totally understand. Robbie Anderson is my deep sleeper. Currently going as Tyler, you want to take a guess where? I want to say wide receiver 63. Wide receiver 74. You're joking. I'm not joking. Why Robbie Anderson is going as the wide receiver 74. And look, I get why we all hate Robbie this year, right? Barely had a 50% catch rate last season on 110 targets. Sam Darnold is his quarterback. I get it. But this is a guy who's had 110 targets in the past two seasons, and he's seen 90 targets in five out of his first six seasons in the NFL. Okay. He's been the years, been in the league six years. He's seen 90 plus targets in five of those. This is a guy who does get volume. To wrap out the end of last season in weeks 14 to 18, you want to guess where Robbie Anderson was in fantasy points? Top 30. He was top 30. He was even higher than that. Is he top 20? He was top 25. He was the wide receiver 23 in weeks 14 to 18 to wrap out last season. This is a guy, he's going to get volume. He saw double-digit targets in three out of the final four games of the season. Three out of the final five games of the season, excuse me. Um, this is a guy who's going to get volume and they didn't bring in anybody new at wide receiver. Look, I get Christian McCaffrey's back. I do understand that, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities that Robbie Anderson sees another hundred plus targets this season is still the clear wide receiver too for this team. And if he catches touchdowns and gets a higher reception rate, like last year was just such a bummer year for Robbie Anderson because he had a below, he had barely a 50% catch rate, didn't catch any touchdowns. If those two things happen, if Robbie scores four touchdowns and gets a catch rate much closer to the 65 range we're talking a fantasy relevant wide receiver here um nobody came into town to take work from robbie anderson chris mccaffrey's coming back but like i think we're overreacting a little bit on robbie anderson wide receiver 74 that's a little much that's a little much can I do a bonus one sorry i need i need to do oh, a absolutely bonus one. absolutely i have an announcement to make 
I've moved on from Chris Herndon. <laughs> I've moved on from Chris Herndon. Chris Herndon, you, I'll, I'll always love you. You'll always have a special spot in my heart, but I'm sorry. This guy, he's going as the tight end 33 right now. I, look, I, I, I got a new fling with Mo Alley Cox. I got a new fling with Mo Alley Cox. He's going against the tight end 33 right now. Matt Ryan loves to throw the ball to tight ends, okay? Uh, Matt Ryan's tight ends and his touchdown totals, not including last year because Kyle Pitts was basically the wide receiver one for um, Atlanta, and he was covered like a blanket on every possession. Matt Ryan's tight ends in 2018, 2019, 2020. Austin Hooper in 2018, he was the tight end six overall, scored four touchdowns. 2019, Austin Hooper was the tight end six, scored six touchdowns, six touchdowns, excuse me. 2020, Hayden Hurst finished as the tight end 10, scored six touchdowns. I know they drafted Jelani Woods, but Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan wants to get the tight end involved, tight end involved, closer they are to the end zone. I think Mo Ali Cox could see those targets. Dude's huge. He's huge. And now there's no more Jack Doyle to spoil all the Mo Ali Cox fun. So he is hands down, hands down, my new Chris Herndon. So Chris Herndon, I'll always love you. I'll always stand you. But it's Mo Alley Cox season. I'm in on Mo Alley Cox, baby. I'm not drafting him as my first tight end, but we're talking deep sleepers. That's Mo Alley Cox, baby. That that was my announcement. I needed to make that announcement because uh, it's an important announcement. The people will understand. You've had a secret admiration for Chris Herndon for years now. Years. 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 And now we're... Man, I'm happy for you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank we're leaving. You. We're leaving unneeded, unwanted baggage <laughs> in 20, 2020. Like we're we're leaving it way back then, and we're and we're starting fresh. We're starting new. I'm happy for you. I I, I appreciate your support. Um, look, I'm, I'm excited for what me and Mo Ali have have going in the future. Um, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for this journey forth with uh, my new favorite tight end in the league. So uh, Cameron's deep sleeper. This is such a, this is such a wild episode. This is, this episode has gone off the rails. <laughs> Cameron's deep sleeper, Van Jefferson going as the wide receiver 64 currently. Um, yeah, he's totally right. Van Jefferson was a top 35 wide receiver last year. Um, while he was the wide receiver three in the Rams offense, I feel like Van Jefferson's um, ADP is like, the OBJ factor like built in of like, they could bring him back, but the dude's coming off of an ACL tear in the Super Bowl, Like he's not going to be back until after mid season anyways. So Van Jefferson could easily put up top 35 numbers again to start the season and he's going undrafted. So I'd like camp's pick of, of Van Jefferson as a, as a deep sleeper. We'll try to wrap up the episode here. Let's make this quick. My computer is close to dying. Uh, I got 2% left. That means we have 1% per question before we have to end the episode. Let's fly through these quick. Um, Time for some mailbag questions. Mailbag. Mailbag. Insert transition. (laughs) Forever22Lopez on Instagram says, who are some late rounders I should get? These guys that we just mentioned. These guys. Uh, I like MVS in the later rounds. Personally, I like taking a shot on him. I think he could work out 
fairly well with Patrick Mahomes this year. Zero drops last year. People will criticize him for drops. Um, MVS is one that I do like. I, I like all the guys we just mentioned, but uh, if you're going to make me pick another one, I think uh, MVS is a great late round flyer. Ty- Tyler Boyd would have been another name I would have suggested, but that was Tyler's sleeper. So um, Tyler, any uh, additional name you have for uh, 22 Lopez here? Michael Gallup. Oh, yes. Yes. That that is going to be a steal at a wide receiver 46. Go get yourself some Michael Gallup this year, Lopez. That'll be uh, that'll be a great pick for you. Jay Bachman underscore 12 on Instagram. Who should I take in the first round? League of 12. Uh, here's Ooh. how I want to break it down. Let's discuss this four picks by four picks. Okay. So the first four picks, middle four picks, last four picks. Who are you targeting with the first four picks? What position? Running back. Running back. 100% agree. Jonathan Taylor, CMC, Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the top four. You can you can mix up that order however you want, prioritize them however you want, but those are the first four picks. It's going to be a running back with one of the first four picks. Let's go to those middle four picks. Five, six, seven, eight. Um, what do you think? How many running backs? How many wide receivers? Two of each. I think I'm going three running backs, one wide receiver, but I'd be willing to do two wide receivers, two running backs. Two wide receivers are Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson. Agree with that. Next yep. two running backs, Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris would also correct agree with that. Yep. Uh, I would look at Swift in this range potentially, but I know he's going to fall to me later. So I'm probably not going to take him here. Um, but I think this is the range where you do start to consider Justin Jefferson as that at that you know, six, seven, eight range. Um, I would lean closer to seven, eight, but um, I think if you split two and two, I think that's fine too. Back half then, nine, 10, 11, 12. What are you looking at here? Three running backs, one wide receiver. Uh, and I think I'm looking, I think I'm looking two of each here. The, I think I would flip the two. I think I'd go three running backs, one wide receiver, and then two running backs, two wide receivers here. Um, I think that's how I would, that's how I would look at it personally, but we're, we're, we're on the same lines here. Back half, you're looking Jamar Chase, Stefan Diggs potentially uh, could sneak into the first round, but I think Jamar Chase is the safest option there. Um, this is where you're looking at DeAndre Swift. You're looking at Alvin Kamara here. You're looking at Aaron Jones. You're looking at Nick Chubb. You're looking at uh, who's another guy that I'm forgetting in Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Thank you. I forgot all about Joe Mixon. Yeah, Joe Mixon's in this range too. Uh, can't forget about Joe Mixon. So uh, those are those, those are all the guys you're looking at in this range. I don't think you can go wrong with any any of those players that we just listed, um, and kind of in those that that tier chunk that I just listed. So that's all we have for mailbag. All right, so when I said we're going to keep it short and sweet for you, I meant we're going to keep it short and sweet for you. That wraps out another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellows podcast. We are nearing the end uh, of our technical difficulties here at the Fantasy Football Fellows. Uh, We are working on moving on from our recording software that's been giving us bugs left and right recently. We are transitioning back to a more stable and consistent way to bring you all video episodes every single week uh, and audio episodes. The audio quality may go down slightly, but frankly, I don't think you're going to notice all that much. So we're in the midst of a transition there. Thank you for bearing with us amidst all of that. And we're looking forward to bringing you steady and consistent content every single week for the rest of the year. So thanks for tuning into this episode of the fantasy football fellows podcast go by our draft guide uh five dollars cash app venmo paypal include your email in that you get projections on over 2 
hundred fantasy players this year. That is something you don't want to miss whatsoever. And it's only $5. Okay. $5. I could go to Costco and buy three uh, hot dog and soda deals. Okay. But I would rather buy the fellows a draft guy. And I love that hot dog and, and soda deal for a Costco. Um, $5 link in on any of our social media bios to get over there. Fantasy football fellows on Venmo FF fellows on both cash app and PayPal uh, socials. FF fellows on Twitter, the FF fellows on Instagram, fantasy football fellows, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. I'm Tony. We are dropping league winning advice outside of this podcast over on TikTok. So if you want more content over there, go drop us a follow. We just passed 66 and a half thousand followers we're reflecting on a year ago um year ago at this point we only had a couple hundred followers if that over on tiktok we were creating i look at some of the content i was putting out there it was bad uh we've come a long ways it's all because of you so thank you for all of your support if you don't follow our socials already make sure you go and do that well i'm the only one signing off right now because of my computer's technical difficulties last week, but uh, it's worth three stooges being dudes. Okay. We're the fantasy football fellas. We are excited for another season of fantasy football with you all. And we're excited to bring you some exciting content in the coming weeks. We're looking forward to it. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see y'all next time. Deuces.